Hey everyone, welcome to Notes from the Coaching Dojo. My name is Eric Larson, and I'm a coach. So I used to joke with clients who had particularly busy minds that their neuroticism was nothing compared to mine, especially when I was younger. In fact, I'd like to use this platform to publicly apologize to anyone who had to suffer through one of my anxiety-ridden monologues between the ages of, say, 18 and last night. But a while back, I, I met my match. A client came to me approaching what he perceived to be the terminal deadline to decide whether he would get married to his current girlfriend or end the relationship and look for a more suitable mate. I wasn't really sure what he wanted from me because the moment we met, he, he pulled out his pros and cons list, and really it was just a cons list, and began reciting all the minor offenses his girlfriend had committed since the beginning of the relationship. She didn't like cream in her coffee. He did. She didn't favor the same political candidate in the primary elections. She preferred badminton while he was more of a ping pong guy. This kind of stuff. Then after he'd listed out each and every peccadillo, we, we dug into what was going on behind the scenes for him. And I pointed out to him the, the mind's seemingly endless capacity to produce thoughts that then become doubts that we entertain by agonizing over. And he, he kind of nodded along with me and then to prove that he'd not been listening but just thinking more, he, he'd launch into a fresh list of doubts about, say, what might happen if they actually got married. She might get sick and he might get sick and one of his in-laws might ask him a difficult question at a garden party on a Thursday. And eventually I tried a different angle, inquiring into the feelings underneath the thoughts. And he looked at me like I was speaking Martian. Feelings? What are feelings? <laughs> So for no apparent reason, I, he kept coming back for the sessions and, and we kept doing a similar dance round and round, not, not really getting anywhere. So we arrive at the final session and he says, well, yeah, this has all been really helpful, but, you know, I'd really like to make a decision. And so he comes out with the pros and cons list again. And at that point, I just kind of let him go, dropping any pretense that I could be helpful at all. And a funny thing happened. It was like he finally saw his own mind in this circular dance. He kind of stopped and cocked his head and said, Oh, oh, I think I'm just scared. <laughs> yeah, I said, maybe. And we just let that hang there for a bit. So I've come to think of this client's compulsive worrying about what might happen and, and my own as a kind of endless stretching routine that we do before we actually get into the race, somehow believing there's a particular amount of stretching we could do that would permanently prevent soreness, prevent us from tripping, and prevent us from, God forbid, losing the race. It's wild, but, but we all kind of do it. And what I've noticed is that when we get caught up like this, we kind of willfully abandon reality altogether. We start imagining that once the race starts, suddenly something, nothing new will, will happen. Everything is faded. We'll kind of turn to stone and we won't have any more choices or any ability to speed up or slow down or rest or have conversations. You know, of course, the truth is that Whatever happens, it's going to be at a real place in a real time, and we're actually going to be there to do something. 
it's going to be like 417 on a Tuesday and we'll see what we see and we'll feel what we feel and then we'll respond to it. We'll like say things according to what's appropriate in that moment. And then the next moment will happen and the next and we'll be there for those too. I, I know this kind of indecision like of my client is the genesis of sayings like just do it. And while I think that admonition to get into action can, can be really helpful, it's also helpful to point out to people that every moment of every day of their entire life up until this point has been pure improvisation. No amount of thinking or preparing or planning, no amount of perceived confidence has actually ever made the future any more certain. Because when the future arrives, it always looks an awful lot like the present right now. And if we're attentive to our environment and to our own thinking and to others and to what we feel, we're going to be okay. And if we're not okay, we'll automatically do whatever we need to do in that moment to get back to being okay. Sometimes I'll ask my clients this question. Has there ever been a moment in your life when apart from your thinking, you've not been okay? They hate this question because when they really, really look, they really, really see the answer is no. So dear listeners, over the next days and weeks, I invite you to notice when your mind is engaged in this endless stretching routine and ask yourself if maybe you're just feeling a little afraid. And if the answer is yes, see what it's like to give up the struggle and just hang out in the feeling while it passes through. It doesn't last. And invite your clients to do the same and see what happens. So that's what I had for you today. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, and may your mind not try to get too far ahead of you on the path to mastery. Take care.